I did not know that MFs I love and trust would steal from me. And five other things that I learned about a creative career from the pickleball court. (laughs) And before you say, Tom, why are you telling me about pickleball right now? Trust me. One, I understand where you're coming from. I thought it was a silly sport too. But I've been playing this year, and it's a lot of fun. And I've been getting a lot better. And I have goals about the level of play I want to be at. And in the process of pursuing those goals, I've seen a lot of parallels that'll make a lot of sense to you if you are a creator, a creative professional, anyone that is like doing work where you're relying on your imagination and your creative function to make money. So let's get into it. I don't know if you believe me (laughs) that it'll make sense, but it'll make sense. So I did not, what's the first one? I did not know that MFs I love and trust would steal from me. When I was in the music industry, I went into this world, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and I lost a lot of money in the process. When you walk onto the the pickleball court, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, just there for a good time, you quickly see the areas that you need to improve upon. And I grew up in this world where all of my family are educators. I grew up in a world where what you say (laughs) is what you do. You get a degree. You get this job, you you put in the work, you get a return for that. This creative career, this new world where there seemingly aren't that many rules, <laughs> you have to learn quickly. And what I learned is on the pickleball court, if I lob a ball up and someone smashes it on me, is it their fault for smashing it on me or is it my fault for lobbing the ball up? That's what I realized I did in hindsight in the music industry. I sat there and I was lobbing the ball up. <laughs> And of course, in that industry that plays by those rules, which aren't rules, they're going to smash it on me. But I grew up in a world where people would have played nice. They would have been like, oh, he lobbed it up. He's a new player. Boop. I'm just going to like softly hit it back to him. I'm going to play nice because everyone trusted everyone because it wasn't the world of business. I realized that if I want to play in this industry, people are going to take advantage of me if I don't speak up, if I don't ask questions, if I'm not confident in the value I bring, if I, if I don't understand how to communicate the value I bring, people are going to smash it on me. <laughs> and that's how they play that game there. Two, don't be mad at the people that are better than you. Be inspired. This one dude that I play with is a lot better than me. And when I first started to play with him, I wanted to find reasons to not like him. (laughs) It would rationalize (laughs) the fact that he's better than me, right? It would like, it would, it was looking for an excuse of saying like, oh yeah, he's, he's, but he's this, but he's this way. But like, here's the thing, great dude. And it, it turned out that instead of trying to find things that are wrong with him, I started studying his game. I started admiring the work that he's put in to get where he's at. And I started to th- I think about this with the other creators that I admire. Sometimes we watch a creator that's doing well and we're like, we want to see the flaws. We want to see, you know, that the, the things that make them human to like make ourselves feel better that we're not in their position. Instead, let's look at the things, highlight what they do incredibly. See how that can help not influence the style of, but influence the work ethic, influence the attention to detail. This is what I realized too. His strengths are different than my strengths. Some creator strengths are different than your strengths. It's not highlighting, oh, I I don't want to play exactly like them. I want to use my strengths the way that they use their strengths. Don't be mad at people for being better than you. Be inspired. Number three, the better you get, the better I get. (laughs) The better I get, the better you get. I was playing with a group of people It was four to six of us when we would rotate out. And then as soon as 
that, and that was for a couple months. And then as soon as I started going playing at this this club, <laughs> this this club <laughs> sound fancy saying that I got a lot better because I started playing people that were a lot better than me. I started playing people with different styles of play. I started learning from a variation of other people that were all better than me. That's important when it comes to the people that we're surrounding ourselves with, the people we follow, the people we work with, the, the content we're consuming as a creator. You want people to be better than you. It elevates your style of play. It elevates how you create. It elevates how you think about content. When you're playing with other people on the court, you know, as much as you want to, like the goal is to win and beat them because that's it's a game, it's a competition. I, I think like watching other creators, when they add a new skill, when they get better at a specific thing, cheer for that. Oh, that's exciting because that's going to make me better because I just observe that. The better I play, the people around me can learn from my game everyone it compounds everyone improves when you improve and vice versa i think there's ways to highlighting certain things and building this trust between the people that you're building with that you can call other people out for ways that they can improve if you see someone that is making a mistake better for your game and their game for you to coach them on how to improve that thing so i think sometimes we get defensive if someone's like hey i noticed in your videos you do this your lighting is like this way you're being too much like this person I i've had that on the pickleball court where people will, will call me out for something and then like i try to get defensive i try to rationalize why i do that thing M maybe instead of getting defensive look at that as like a clear opportunity to improve look at that as be receptive to that actually be grateful that someone had the courage the balls to call you out on an area that you can improve i actually like I, honestly when i'm playing with better people i look at them and say hey after the game i say what can i do to improve my game what areas do you do you think that i should focus on it, it takes humility I didn't want to do that at first. There's there's like ways to call people out on it uh, that isn't condescending. Like, oh, you're doing it wrong. It's usually after the game, call them over and say, hey, when you do that specific shot, here's a quick tip. Here's a quick way to improve that. Or, or, and even ask them like, hey, would you be open to some um, some feedback on, on your style of play? Like, kind of like set it up in a way that is invites them in on it and it feels collaborative. Because the better they get, the better your partners get, the better your pe the people you're playing against get, the better you have to get. And I love that. I love seeing creators that are constantly improving. Look at the people you're having conversations with. Start a creator group chat. Start a creator discord. with. I don't think there should be too many people. Five people. Five people that are all adding skills to their bag each week. I have this, we had this great thing with uh, the people that I, I play with where we would say, hey, what skill are you adding to the bag this week? Like what thing are you focusing on improving? Say that to your creator friend. Hey, maybe... This month, we all challenge ourselves to add better hooks to our videos. We challenge ourselves to to add better captions, to add better B-roll, to experiment with new styles, to like you know all challenge yourself on a new style, just to just to just to stretch yourself and flex your your your, your skill set a little bit more. Because the better they get, the better you get. So create a circle of, of, of creator friends. It could start with one. It can even if, if you don't have friends right now, just pretend. Just be like, all right, these three creators, they're in my creator group chat. Follow their accounts. Mute everyone else study their style study little things that you see them working on you see a new style of video write it down right highlight certain specific notes from that video and then say how can I add that to my bag how can I add these skills to my bag because the better they get the better you get wish for other creators Exc get excited for other creators cheer for them to get better because the better they get if you don't have too much ego if you have a growth mindset the better they get the better that you get point four it's less about hitting winners it's more about being patient and consistent. 
So the best players, if you watch them, they're not playing that chaotically. <laughs> they're not going for big plays. What they're doing is they're going for consistency. They're going for patience. The parallel is not going for big viral hits every single time, but rather working on the fundamentals, focusing on showing up on a consistent basis, whether that's one video, three videos, five videos a week, whatever, whatever it is, showing up and doing those things consistently instead of going for the home runs. And going viral, there's nothing wrong with going viral because obviously when you're playing patient, you're going to get those opportunities for those smashes, for those winners. But the idea of just trying to go viral every single time, what I see is sometimes it makes people act out of character. It gets people out of position. It, it makes people build a brand that they're not entirely in love with. So the best players focus on playing in a way that is even keel, playing in a way that is patient. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't successful creators that just look to go viral. But what I'm saying is like, you have to look at success as a creator as do you like what you're making? You could go and build a brand based off of viral hits, but then you have to keep making that type of content. And what happens is you build this brand off of these viral hits, and then you have to keep showing up as that brand and as that person, which then leads to burnout. So instead, I think it's better to be a sustainable creator where not only sustaining the level of output, but your enjoyment in it. Because if you're sacrificing your enjoyment just for a viral hit, then you're not going to want to sustain and keep doing that brand. I think it's important to play the patient game, work on your fundamentals, show up for the creative process every single day, build a deep work habit, build a, a habit of focus around little iterations, getting incrementally better day by day. And then those winners will come, but they'll be rooted in a foundation of a brand that you actually like instead of just going for the viral smashes and partnerships. This is my favorite one. Let's talk about creative collaborators. It's so important to complement each other's strengths. You can have two people that are really, really great, incredible, world-class at what they do, but they their strengths are the same. <laughs> so they don't really complement each other too well. And you hear a lot about like the visionary and the operator uh, or the the, 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 the on-camera person and like the behind-camera person, right? There's like, you have to, depending on what your creative craft is, I think it's important to find people that complement your skills well. Uh, for me, trying to hire a, you know, if I'm going to build a company, I'm more of a big, big vision thinker. I need someone that's going to handle the day-to-day -day operations of something. The same way on the court, I'm running around like a madman. If I'm playing with another person that's running around like a madman, <laughs> We're going to be running into each other. So it's funny because like sometimes I play with people that are like really good, but we have the same playing style, so we don't mesh. But other people, they like to stay their ground. They're just consi consistent. They, they hit a certain shot a specific way, and I start to feed off of that, and I start to see the opportunities. And then I, I get some big, big shots because we're working together the way that our styles work. The second is communication, knowing where each other is on the court, communicating which balls you're going to take, which balls they're going to get. The people that don't communicate, they run into each other. They hit each other in the head. It's no fun. <laughs> but the, the same thing with, if, with a creative partner, being very clear about what the goal is, being clear about uh, how your strengths are going to complement each other, being clear around the things that you want each other to improve upon, like the things that, and, and being open. And that's where the trust comes in, trusting that, hey, if, I, if I'm giving you some feedback, it's like from the best place. I'm not trying to make you look bad. Uh, we're, we're, we both have this same goal. 
of getting better and working together and winning this thing. <laughs> that goes for both creators and partners on the pickleball court. I know this isn't really about like pickleball, but uh, I'll tell you why I enjoy this sport. And this is what I've realized is for people that have creative jobs, we spend so much time sitting behind the computer, looking at a screen um, in our own thoughts, going back and forth on, on like decisions on things that we want to make. And I've realized that uh, pickleball is a great way to get uh, in-person social interaction. One, I'll sweat like a good a good workout, but also you you kind of get in flow a little bit. Like you can't think about anything else besides the game that you're playing. You know, when you play golf, even like even like basketball, like you know, there's like downtime in between plays. Like it's a little slower. Like pickleball, like there's a ball on the court. Your mind has to follow it, and for like two hours couple nights a week like you you get in complete flow and it's it's such an enjoyable game for that reason um the name's weird uh it's definitely cooler to be good at tennis uh and, but like also you can see and feel yourself improving in the game too so it, it like you can see the parallels between like a creative career trying to put your ideas out there and getting better at the this sport and i really enjoy the process of like having this little like side passion hobby and i've actually thought about like making content around it more but for me and this is like a creative career thing i think you got to have things that have nothing to do with monetization nothing to do with oh what's the what's the strategy here what's the game plan what's the angle how are we going to sell this uh it, it's like good to just like have stuff that is just yours so that's something to keep in mind too so whether that's pickleball hiking um fishing, uh, whatever, I don't, whatever fun thing that you want to explore. Um, I think you got to have that for yourself too. have that little time where you can go disconnect, um, and, and just, and just focus on something that is like, it's just going to bring you pure joy and, and, and happiness. But yo, I, I hope these helped you in some way, shape or form. Thank you so much for listening to the creators our brands podcast. I love this stuff. I hope you have had a beautiful, inspired day and keep cooking, put the camera on your face. Stop playing, start playing.